Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to use my voice, to share my journey of healing, and it's turned into so much more. It's a space about all things emotional, because for me, learning to self-regulate and accept what I was feeling was game-changing. Together, we learn the tools to self-regulate. We talk spirituality, holistic healing, and modalities such as human design and astrology to help you radically trust, love, and accept yourself. I have some amazing guests on here that share their story and share their tools. And this is really just a space to support you in healing mind, body, and soul. So I thank you so much for tuning in and putting yourself first. I appreciate every single one of you. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we're going to talk about the awareness centers in human design. Um, I was going to do a transit episode. I believe I will just do a short, shorter introduction to next week's episode on the transits of July. I am going to be completely honest. This weekend completely took energy out of me, and I don't have the energy right now to put in the effort to bring you a really well thought out transit episode. So usually this week would be the transit episode, but it is not going to be one. It is going to be human design based um, really on the awareness centers because it's something I'm kind of self-studying on, my, you know, for myself between yoga and just my own spiritual intuition, self-trust, all the things journey. And so I really wanted to, yeah, that was kind of what came up for me to really talk about this week on the podcast. I, again, I had a really rough weekend. I have, I just, I hit a low. I had like, wouldn't even call it a rock. I mean, I guess, I guess you could call it a rock bottom of sorts. I found myself in like an emotional state that I hadn't been in in a really long time. And it's so easy when you get in those spaces to point the finger, to blame people, to fixate on something because that makes sense. But really like reflecting and looking back and for one, always reminding yourself and I always remind myself this too shall pass. I know that whether it's in two days or whether it's in a week, like I will come out of this and it will make sense. It doesn't always make sense while you're in it and, and it honestly feels terrible while you're in it. You want to make sense of it. At least I do, right? I want to make sense of it. I want to understand but then I have to look at the things like, okay, am I moving my body? Am I eating right? What what are the reasons? Maybe just maybe I'm just in an emotional low, which is part of what I'm going to talk about today. And so when we're in these emotional lows, if you have an emotional authority and you're constantly riding this wave of emotions, it doesn't always make sense. And you're just kind of in there. And if you allow your mind to take over and you, you allow your mind to spin stories and tell stories and revisit the past and think about the future and all these things that we just naturally do because we want to make sense of things things, it can make it, I don't want to say worse, because um, sometimes you know when we get in those emotional lows, it can bring to the surface things that we need to deal with and th things that we need to face, but it can make it challenging. It can make it really difficult. And so I found myself in that state this weekend. And again, it was so easy to want to attach it to something specific. And I knew that that wasn't really the cause, right? I knew that 
I, and I told myself repeatedly, I'm probably just in the low of a wave. And these are the things that just make sense for my mind to attach to. Although it doesn't necessarily mean that those are the things that are actually like causing me the emotional pain. It's just part of my process. It's part of my wave. And it is really hard if you have an emotional authority. And even if you don't, right? If you're undefined emotionally, but you're soaking in and amplifying those emotions, if you are open emotionally and you are kind of cut off from them and then you allow them in and it becomes this super overwhelming thing, like riding the wave of emotions, like constantly riding that wave often, sometimes I'll find myself in the space where I'm just like, is this normal? Like to feel this way, but it's always like coming back to those things. And I'm not, I'm completely honest on, I, on Sunday. So yesterday I was sitting there and I was just like feeling really, really frustrated from my day. I was feeling a lot of anger and a lot of frustration. You know, I, my parents are out of town, so it was just me and the kids. And I sometimes in moments like those, I don't realize how much I do lean on them. Just even little things of like, hey, I need to go to the store. Can I drop the kids off for an hour? Um, or you know, just, just their help in, in, you know, I'm a single mom and I only have them to help me when I need it in, in the area. And so I realize in times like those, when I don't have that to, to lean on, I can get really, um, it's really hard, right? It's really hard. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. You just, it can weigh on you. And they were fighting the whole weekend. They were yelling at each other the whole weekend. They were just in moods the whole weekend because I was in a mood and my son's undefined emotionally. So he was taking and amplifying my mood and just being a mirror for me. Um, and so he was angry and being unkind. And I always try and like keep my cool in those situations and just be like, how can we find kinder words, right? Like how can we, but you know, there are moments where we just blow up and we're just like, oh my God, like work with me, help me go to your room. Um, and so we find ourselves in that we're just human, right? Like having compassion with ourselves that we are just human. So with all that being said, you know, I really work to like implement the things that I know are going to work, eating a nutritious meal, moving my body, meditating, just kind of like finding those things that allow me to like center in and ground into me so that I can kind of find those, even if it's like five minutes of compassion and love for myself and just to tap into source and, and my higher self and really just kind of like bring myself back to me. So that's always helpful. But again, this is this episode is going to be about the awareness centers, really like how we can work with our awareness centers, like what they mean, how we can cleanse them. And so in human design, we have three awareness centers. They are the Ajna, the spleen, and the solar plexus. And you know, you think about this like trifecta, right? Mind, body, and spirit. So you have the Ajna, which is our mind, you have the spleen, which is our body, and the emotional solar plexus, which is the spirit. And really working with these again to kind of, you know, we talk about emotional or we talk about authority in human design. So regardless of what your authority is, it's, it's always body-based. Your response is going to be coming from the body. Your knowing is going to be coming from the body. So really getting in touch with that means for you. Are you emotional? Are you sacral? Are you splenic? Are you self-projected? Right? Are you lunar? we have all these different means that our body speaks to us. And it really is a practice, really is a practice of getting to know yourself because so often, you know, when we're born, we're just naturally trust that response. And it's kind of like through time that it's deconditioned out of us where we stop trusting that response. And we start, we're told that we need to listen to our mind or work with our mind. Our mind is always going to see both sides of it. It's always going to see this duality. It's always going to want to argue the good, the quote unquote good and the bad. It's going to want to argue both sides. And that can get really frustrating because it's like you can make a decision and then it's wrong. And then, well, let's make another decision if we're like coming out of our mind space, right? 
Or it can like lead you to like not making a decision because you're always going to have questions. You're always going to second guess. There's always going to be another reason why you should do X, Y, Z, right? You can pull the data all day. You can look at it from all different angles. In your mind, it's just going to want to have that conversation with yourself, right? And so it's so important, again, to really get in touch with your authority and how you can come to making decisions and responses from that space and just really trusting what that is telling you and what that means. So we literally, you know, I believe it was the Buddha said that, you know, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. And our suffering comes from our mind. We create our own suffering because we take these, you know, maybe we we have emotional authority and we're in, you know, the higher, the low of our emotions. Let's take the low because it's, that's an easy thing to, you know, an easy analogy to make. So we're in the low of our emotions and instead of just feeling it, you know, spirit speaks through us through our emotions, right? The emotional solar plexus is the center for the spirit, for the soul. And so this is really how we can we can understand what spirit is telling us through our emotions, right? But we so often make it mental, right? It becomes this thing where we take it up to our mind, then our mind is spinning through all these things. And then we cause our own suffering. Well, what if this? What if that? Or I am feeling low because this person did that. How could they do that? Why would they think that was okay to do? Why can't they see, right? It's it's so much of the ego where we have to have a reason or we have to play this blame game. We have to project onto others because it doesn't make sense to us. And it's so important to just release ourselves from that, right? Because we are truly like, we are truly suffering and we are, we are captives of our own mind. Um, I recently just, I felt myself in a specific situation where I was so trapped by, I want to say my emotions, but it was really my mind. And when I finally like released that situation, I felt so free. I felt so free of myself because I was allowing this constant cycle of emotions. And yes, I can look at human design, right? I have so much compassion for others because of this system, right? I can see, you know, the possibilities of who you are, why you are the way that you are. And just on an energetic level, like, you know, if you, if you have gate 39 and I have gate 55, you are going to constantly trigger me. Right. And it's to allow me to understand something about myself. I have gate 30 in my unconscious son. Right. So this is a huge part of my personality and gate 30 is the clinging fire. So it's just like constantly like going through these things, these expectations and like the expectations aren't met. And then it, and then, and then it, fails. And then you're just like all in this emotional wave. I have gate 55 active, which again is the gate of the spirit. And I can't tell you how many people in my life have gate 39, right? Cause they're literally there to provoke me to show me something about myself. And I have gate 37, right? From the solar plexus to the ego. And then I have gate 22. So I have a pretty active solar plexus. And, you know, so I'm constantly like in this wave of emotions. And some people can trigger different waves. Um, it's usually the individual wave, but again, I have, I have 32 and I have 37. So when those are triggered, it's a different kind of wave, right? So we're just like constantly in that. And it's in, and they're in very prominent parts of my chart. And even when you look at astrology, I have a Leo moon in the 12th house square Pluto. So I'm just like, my emotions are my lesson in this life, which is why I'm a host of the emotional mastery podcast, 
because in my process of understanding my emotions, my purpose and my goal is to share that in the hopes that I can serve and help others who are maybe confused by their emotions, who maybe don't understand them, who are on this path as well and just starting out and like want to learn to self-regulate their emotions and what it means and how we can get out of our mind and into our like all of these things that I'm learning in my journey. I feel like, you know, that is what this podcast is about. And then being able to have guests on here that share their experiences and their journeys and tips and tools and all those things. So emotions are just the lesson of my life. And I've accepted that, but it doesn't always make it easier, right? I have had a really stable, air quote, stable um, for me, right? Year. And And so I feel like when I'm in more of a neutral space, sometimes those lows feel so much more intense. And so I really, really experienced that this weekend. And I created my own suffering because instead of just feeling my feelings and trying to understand what spirit was telling me or what the purpose of of what was going on, right? You know, and we can, again, we can blame everything for something like, oh, I didn't have time to meditate because the kids were doing X, Y, Z. You know, we don't have boundaries in a house. And that that is probably one of the most frustrating things for me of this entire weekend where I would just be like, go to your room for, t- just give me 10 minutes. I need 10 minutes of me time of alone time. And it wasn't honored, right? And so as a attempting to be a conscious parent, it's like, what do I do, right? I'm trying to come from a place of love and compassion. I'm trying to be firm and strict and disciplined and be like, no, this is my time. This is what I need. What do you need? How can we honor each other? And then just getting so frustrated and throwing my arms up and just being like, well, you know, like nobody listens. And you know, it's, it's, it's parenting. It's, we're all learning in our own way. We're all on our own path. But again, I can sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, because they wouldn't give me space and they weren't honoring my boundaries. I didn't have time to meditate, but I don't even have to be like, clear the room and give me 45 minutes because I need to like meditate and ground in, right? It's as simple as like excusing myself to the bathroom for a minute, locking the door and taking some deep breaths. Yes, they might be on the other side of that door banging and screaming and yelling. But also the part of the point of meditation, it is so easy to meditate, right? When we are in a silent room, when everything is quiet, when everybody's gone to bed, there are no distractions. There's no dogs barking. We have our our candles on, we have our incense going, everything is perfect, and we're able to clear out and sit there, right? It's a whole nother thing. And in when we actually take that meditation into our real lives, where we have distractions, where we have frustrations, and where we can actually sit and and ground in and come to that space of stillness within the chaos. I talked about it on here before, but I was seeing healers, energy healers, and one thing that they did that I found, I think about all the time in those moments is they took like like beads and we were doing like a 30-minute guided meditation and I was so like in this peaceful, tranquil space, like following theirs with the water trickling in the background, the incense was going and their calm voices guiding me. And then they took these beads and just like right next to my ear was making all these noises, like how distracting it was, but it really showed me and the whole purpose of that was to show me that yes, it's easy to meditate when you are in a completely perfect space. And and I say easy, it's not always easy because our mind is always part of it, right? But it's it's a whole nother thing to take that into our daily lives, right? We we find, we carve out the time to sit and meditate and come to ourselves. And you know, maybe you do that every night at 8 p.m. Maybe you do it every morning at 5 p.m. But are we taking that into our daily lives? Are we literally meditating throughout our day in whatever way that means to us? Are we bringing God throughout our day, spirit, source, universe, God, whatever terminology you want to use, are you actually bringing that throughout your day? And so this can really help us to 
not suffer, not, not cause this unnecessary suffering in our mind. And so that we can come to our body and just like feel our feelings and just be like, Hey, what is this telling me? Like, what am I not looking at? Right? Like, how can I just feel through this and not place blame on someone else and not like get into this whole mental trip of like what it possibly means and how frustrated I am and how angry I am. And, um, and so that's kind of, again, that's what this entire episode is about. It's just like coming to this space where we can like ground in during a meditation, of course, you know, finding the space to ground in and clear out those, those centers so that we can have more awareness of ourselves. We can more, be more conscious of that. And meditation too, it's not just like, I'm going to clear my mind and, you know, these things. It's really like about observing the thoughts, right? If you can sit in stillness. So I, I have a defined Ajna. Sometimes not thinking is really hard. Like even, you know, I've been meditating for five years now, maybe longer, five, about five, five years or so. And it's still really difficult. There are certain things that I know will get me in that, like breath work will definitely get me there. But I've I've learned what works for me and my mind. And so when I guide myself through some sort of visual meditation, it tends to work better than if I just sit there and try and like silence everything out. But it's really helpful to like to figure out what works for you, right? And to be able to use that through meditation. So I'm going to go through these awareness centers and just talk a little bit about each of them. And, and then I'm going to go through and, and just tools and tips and ways that I, in my own practice, will cleanse these out and just kind of like, yeah, have that awareness, which allows you to have awareness of yourself throughout the day. And that's, and that's the whole point, right? Is to be in this body experience, to be in the present and not be so much in the mind. The mind is a beautiful thing, of course, right? And we're going to all start talking about the Ajna. Um, but the Ajna is where the mind is, right? It is the processing center. It is mental awareness. It is conceptualization. And it's really interesting because I pulled all of the gates of all of these centers and looked at what sign they're in, in astrologically, just to like, I wanted to see a pattern. I have my Ajna defined. I have the 43 and the 24. And so, of course, it would make sense that I would want to like make sense of it and make and find some sort of pattern and all that good stuff. But so our Ajna, again, is our mental center. And our Ajna, every gate is attached to a different astrological sign. So you have Virgo, Taurus, Leo, Aries, Sagittarius, and Scorpio. So every single gate is assigned to a different um, astrological sign. And then you have your spleen, which is your body right? This is fear. This is health. This is all of those bodily things, immunity, um, metabolism, survival, all these instincts, right? And so when you look at the spleen, you have basically every single gate is from Libra with the exception of two, which are Scorpio. And then you have the emotional solar plexus, which is emotions, right? It is love, it is sexuality, but it is the spirit. It is the, it is the center of the spirit. It is feeling. And every single gate, with the exception of one, is Pisces, which we know Pisces is deeply spiritual. It's deeply feeling. It's it's beautiful. It's It's spiritual, yes. And its shadows are addiction, codependency, people pleasing, right? Like all of these things that are also we find in the emotional solar plexus. The only exception there is gate six, um, which is in Virgo, which points to the sacral and um, gate 59 in the sacral that is the other side of that also is in Virgo. And Virgo is all about health, right? So that was really interesting to me that the Ajna just has every single gate has a different um, astrological sign attached to it. 
But again, the Ajna will never be our authority. Yes, we have self-projected um, projectors. And complete side note, I'm not even going to get into it. I just found it really interesting. So in true sidereal astrology, I'm a self-projected projector, which also kind of makes sense. But that's more like using others as a sounding board to find your your truth and your knowing. But um, it's very much about feeling. So basically, when you're a self-projected projector, you, you have your mind in some shape or form connected to your throat. So it's going to be your Ajna connected to your throat or both your Ajna and your crown connected to your throat and everything else is undefined or open. And so that's really feeling into your body of like where is right for you and where is not. But that's just a little a little tangent, a little side note there. Um, but yeah, so your, your Ajna is not going to be your authority. It is for other people, right? It is conceptualization. It is processing. It is taking inspiration and ideas and manifesting them and communicating them, right? It's only connected to the throat. Um, it has no connection to a motor or anything like that, right? It is only connected to the throat. So it's all about like taking these things and manifesting them. And so again, like the, again, the mind, the ego, it sees both sides. It will constantly argue. Both sides will go on and on and on. And it's interesting that I think people who have a defined head, you will notice that they can argue both sides. Uh, it's something I've noticed and it's kind of like playing the devil's advocate, right. Or like presenting like different things. And it's just like an interesting note, but yes, they, because they will go on and on in their mind. And because they constantly are creating this energy within themselves. I, you know, I talk to people who have a completely open mind, um, or, or just undefined mind and the ability to just like shut off. And when you have a defined mind of some sort, like I find it really difficult to to turn off and meditate. And then I talk to some people who have a defined mind and say that it's easy for them to meditate. So again, there are so many, so many different layers to that conditioning, you know, what the rest of the chart looks like. And you can even go into like astrology and see what aspects you have in there and, and all that stuff like that. But this is, a, this is the mind, right? Now, mind you, all three of them, in order to like find harmony and peace and balance within yourself, like all three of them are going to have to like work together. That is the goal to have your mind, body, spirit, like working together. They all have their own very important purpose, but the mind again, it's for conceptualization, for ideas, for processing, for communicating, for manifesting these things, but it is not for making decisions, right? Like that comes from within your body. And then you have your spleen, which is body awareness, right? So your Ajna is mental awareness. Your spleen is body awareness. And so that's going to be fear, survival, um, immune, um, health, right? Like that, that's where all this, all of that stuff comes from. The spleen has a really hard time letting go of things that no longer serve them, letting go of things that are not good for them. They tend to like hold on to things. And with so much Libra in there, right? Like Libra can be seen as that. Libra is the diplomat, is the peacemaker, but it also will hang on to things. It will, um, one thing, one thing that I was reading, it was like, it will, it will like stay close to the nest, right? Like the mother nest, like it, it just, that is kind of like a theme of it. And so, and also when you look at it, the ruler of Libra is uh, Venus and Venus also rules Taurus. And those are very, very material body, um, you know, it's about beauty, love, morals, and things like that, but it is about the body too. And so that is the spleen. And so if you have splenic authority, this is a very in the moment, one off, it speaks to you and then it's done and it moves on. So it is so important to take care of your health and take care of your body in order to hear that response. So if you have a splenic authority, having 
health in your body, right? Like taking care of your physical body is so important to hearing that response, hearing those decisions, hearing what that means for you. Um, and it just makes sense, right? Cause this lean is, this is the center for the body. And then we can move into the solar plexus again, which I said is like mostly Pisces energy with the exception of gate six, which is Virgo and emotions, sexuality, uh, passion, spirit, um, spirituality, all those things. And it's, it's again, I, like I said before, it is the way spirit speaks to us, speaks through us. So understanding what that means for you and how that presents itself for you is so important in understanding the messages that are coming through. And again, like we can make these also mental, right? Even when it comes to the spleen, if you're trying to figure out if you have splenic authority and you're trying to understand what that what that is, like that can become so mental. And so much of it is just surrendering and allowing and just kind of like giving it up and trusting, right? That's like the best way that you can really like get in touch with these authorities is to just like trust it. And you're going to build that relationship. You're going to set that foundation. Like, okay, I trust you now. I trust myself now. I trust my higher self. I trust spirit, whatever it is. I trust my body. And I'm going to trust it in this little thing. And then we're going to move up to a big thing and bigger. And then and then the messages become clearer. You're able to trust it easier because you've set that foundation of, of that trust. And that's something that I'm learning as an emotional authority, never to make a decision in the moment, even though it may feel wonderful. And I struggled with that in the beginning. Because things like when I was in the high of a wave, I was just like, there's no way that this couldn't be good for me. Like I feel, I feel great, right? But I have the Ajna defined, I have the sacral defined, I have my spleen defined, and I have my emotional solar plexus defined, right? So I'm constantly like getting pings from all of these and I want to like roll with it in the moment. And I have an undefined root, which is pushing the pressure pressure to make a decision. So I still struggle sometimes with my emotional authority. But I always tell myself, like, if I have to make a decision. If I have to make the decision right now, it's not for me. And if I don't make the decision right now and I go to make the decision and it's not available for me, it wasn't for me anyway, right? It's just, it's it's having that deep trust in faith in the universe and something higher than yourself in, in your higher self, right? And whatever that looks for you. And so when I go through and I want to like cleanse myself of these or just cleanse them at night and it's important to cleanse them and clear the energy out of them, regardless of where you ha- if you have them defined or undefined. So if you have it defined, you are creating your own energy. But it's not to say that you can't be conditioned there. It's not to say that you can't hold things in there that aren't yours. Um, it's not to say that you. This is may, might be poor terminology, but it's not to say that you can't like muddy the energy up, right? And so even if you have these defined, yes, you are creating that energy within you, and you are putting it out and other people are are taking in amplifying that. So don't you want what you're putting out to be healthy, right? Like to be in its best form. And so what I do, one, one of the tools that I do is that when I, I sit and I meditate and I create a grounding cord from my root chakra, like, like a foot underneath my root chakra. And I bring that down to the core of the earth. I just like set this grounding cord. I connect with it and I just pull that up into my body. And then I have about a foot above my head. I do like the bright light, bright white light of just like divine energy. And I pull that down the other way. And you can take this as much as you want or as little as you want, or you can make it, I mean, you could sit there and have the, if you're that able to visualize it and some people can't, but even just like thinking the words or thinking, you know, you're still doing it. It's, It's all energy and it's beautiful and it's so powerful beyond what we even realize. But again, you can like, 
you can pull it out through all of your centers and then you can pull the divine healing energy down through your centers. You can have that energy dance with each other and do whatever you want, whatever beautiful, but just basically having that grounding cord down to earth, to the root and then having divine um, light coming through. And so what I'll do is I will pull If you just want to focus on these centers, the awareness centers, that's fine. You can do it through all of your centers too. But then I pull up that energy specifically and I pull it through my root because that's where it's going to go through. But you can pull it into your solar plexus. Your solar plexus is about your sternum. Um or you can just visualize your your chart, you know, if you're looking for like points in your body. And you can pull this grounding energy into that center and just visualize it, cleaning it, clearing it. Trust what comes up because sometimes like you will see like if you want to like cut cords, trust. If you see like a cord or two cords or a hundred cords, right? Like trust that. Your hands too are so powerful. So whether you want to like rub your hands together or just like hold your hands over that space and visualize like cutting cords or just like having it cleansed. And this is where also, so I'll book, I'll bring up the grounding earth energy through my centers that I want to cleanse out. And then I bring the divine healing energy because then that truly like purifies it almost, right? It really takes everything out. And so then on that end of it, then you're pulling that down and you're able to deeply cleanse and really really clear out those centers. And so if you have it defined, again, this is great, great to do if you have your centers defined. And so important, if you have undefined centers, so I end up doing all of my chakras, right? If you just specifically want to do the awareness centers, that's fine. I just wanted to focus on them because it is so important that we balance mind, body, and spirit, right? To to have harmony within ourselves and to be able to trust ourselves and to be able to regulate ourselves and just like to be able to center ourselves and come from the space of love, the space of compassion for others. Um, but also, it's so important to focus on your undefined centers because you are constantly pulling in energy in those all, all day, right? So this can be a five-minute process. This can be a 45-minute process, whatever feels good for you, whatever you want to do. But bringing that energy in and just like sitting with it, you can count your breaths. Again, you can just you can make it as, as long or as short as you would like. But if you have open or undefined centers, yeah, you're you're pulling in this energy from others all day. So it's so important to to release that at the end end of the day. And if you are a reflector, the one percent, the unicorn, the reflectors, obviously do what feels good to you. But really taking some time at the end of the day to really cleanse all that energy out of yourself so that you can come back to yourself. And you know, this is what conditioning is. It's like we 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 grow up in a household. Um, and all of our undefined centers are taking in that energy that we're constantly for 18 years within the energy of other people. And we are taking it on as our own. And especially when we're a child, we don't understand that that's not ours, right? So we take it on as our own when it really isn't, especially if you have an open emotional solar plexus or an undefined emotional solar plexus. Like I do my best, especially with my son who is undefined, but I know he's going to grow up and take on those emotions as his, right? Like he's a Scorpio rising too. So he's got karma. He's got anger in there. He's got so much depth. And so I, I, I try and work with that and honor that and have compassion for that. But yeah, it is, it is, it's just, it's helpful to be able to cleanse those spaces and clear that energy and kind of just like come back to yourself at the end of the day, whether you do it in the morning, at night, daily, every other day, once a week. Right. But I do think it is important to, to cleanse yourself and just to kind of like help you come back to you. And again, it's it's easy to do these things when we're in a good space and it feels good and we have time and we have energy. Um, but it is so important to do it 
when we don't too, right? And so that, and that can even look like one minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever you have space for. But you will notice like, even in just like slowing down your breath, right? If you can control your breath, you can control your life. So just like slowing down your breath and coming back to yourself is so, so powerful. And it's like, you know, we always want to ask again, whatever terminology you want, God, source, spirit, universe, we always want to ask for help. And we have like, we see no other way, right? But what about asking for it just in regular, in, in your regular day, right? Like having those conversations with God, um, just in your everyday life, like having that two-way communication, talking and, um, yeah, it's just, it's again, it's so important to come back to yourself and to really just like lean in and trust. And so I think that having awareness of our awareness centers and, and being able to harmonize them and allow them to work together in the way that they're meant to is so powerful. So I thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, as always, I so appreciate every single one of you. If you feel called to rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend who you think it will resonate. It really, really does help the podcast. I have human design sessions that are avail- available, um, coaching sessions that are available. And basically, you know, everything I talk about in the podcast, everything on Instagram is kind of what I pull through in my sessions. It's really just the space to deeply learn yourself, trust yourself, honor yourself, come back to yourself, and then heal yourself both physically, mentally, emotionally. And it's just allowing you to find yourself and trust yourself in that process and see what works for you. And yeah. So if you have any questions about any of that, as always, you can find my email down below in the show notes. I'm on Instagram at rochelle.christian and everything is in the show notes. So thank you so much. I will talk to you again next week.